What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Tanner, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about the two types of decisions that you are going to be making in your business. Now, if we narrow down our main responsibility as business owners, it is to make decisions. Now, I'm not saying it's to make good decisions. I'm not saying it's to make bad decisions because usually we don't really know if it's a bad decision until uh, the decision takes its course. But I will say that the transition you make from employee to business owner requires you to be a better decision maker. And part of the reason why maybe you listen to me and maybe listen to some others is, you know, to help you make better decisions in your sales and your marketing and your hiring and your administrative role. So I really wanted to focus on decision making today uh, because decisions ultimately add up to your destiny. So I'm excited. I think this is going to be a great episode for you guys. I appreciate you listening and it's going to get started right now. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. So I want to kind of talk to you a little bit about decision making because ultimately if you're a business owner or you're planning on being one your ability to make decisions is essentially what your greatest responsibility is now i didn't say good or bad decisions that's essentially your job to have discernment of what type of decisions you're going to make in every area of your business but that's ultimately your responsibility you are the ultimate decision maker and this is a major transition from if you were an employee because at some point as an employee, maybe you made a few decisions, maybe you had some authority, but it, the buck never stopped with you. So when you become a business owner, when you get to that level of, of you know, stature in an organization that you're trying to grow, there's no one else to ask. It's you. You're the one who decides you know, what direction to go in. And there's so many decisions that need to be made. I would say that I guess everything that I try to help teach and all the you know podcasts and all the videos really if you boil that down to its core it's helping you make better decisions in your in your hiring and your marketing um, in the way that you handle your administrative roles in your business in whatever direction you're going in your decisions ultimately build the business that you currently are in and as in the same way that our future decisions will help impact the type of business that we have, the type of organizations that we have, uh, the, the decisions that you made in the past are giving you whatever result that you have now. So really kind of just helping you with these fundamentals of understanding how important this is. So I really want to focus on decision making in this episode, and I really want to help you understand that there are two types of intentions when making a decision. The first intention is money driven. Okay. So money driven decisions are decisions that really either make you feel like the decision would cause scarcity in terms of money, or it would help you make more money. That's really, that's really it. If there was a scale of, you know, which, which way the decision weighed, um, it would lean heavily toward money being the motive. So the second type of 
decision that you're going to be making in your business is what I like to call mission driven. So you're either money driven or mission driven when you're making a decision. Now, hopefully the mission that you're making the decision based off of is a good mission. So we're just going to, you know, use that as our base point. There is, you know, the intent that you have for your business and the people in it um, are, are of good intent. So when it comes to decisions, I, I kind of want to break down the different areas of your business and give you some examples on how the money driven mission or excuse me, the money driven motive versus the mission driven motive um, can differ based off of decisions. So essentially one big issue and, and I'll kind of preface this is any area where you're experiencing stress in your business or something's not working out in a way that you had hoped or if you're just not happy in some area, you feel overwhelmed, I would assume that the decisions that got you there were more so money-driven rather than mission-driven. When I first started my business, and here's just one example in terms of, and we're going to go through each area, but one example that I want to share with you is when I when I decided to hire an accountant. Um, obviously I knew that hiring an accountant was a sizable investment. I didn't just hire somebody that said they knew how to use QuickBooks. I went to a firm, I went to somebody that knew exactly what they were doing. And although it, the cost initially was really higher than my car payment at the time and starting a business, you're kind of weary about, you know, agreeing to such a high expense the money driven mentality would have said, you know what, I don't need this right now. I'm going to save my money or I can save that money and, and, and save more of it. If I don't have this expense, the mission driven mentality is if I do this, I'm setting myself up for a really good financial foundation in my company. I know how important it is to make sure that the books are right, to make sure that everything's in line. And more importantly, my, my business is essentially the home, the, the, the safe place for future employees. So the mission behind what I'm building here is essentially that I want that foundation to be as strong as possible, right? So again, the money-driven motive is I don't need to spend this right now. I can save it or I'll figure it out myself so I can save more money. The mission-driven is I'm going to make this investment right now because although, yes, I can't see the return, I'm faithful in the fact that I will get some sort of return, even if the return isn't in direct proportion uh, of which I'm giving up, which is money. So the return just could be peace of mind. And ultimately, that's way more valuable than money to me. <laughs> so um, let's talk about another example, money driven or mission driven. I think a lot of us have uh, this internal battle with workers, with employees, maybe even giving raises. I think some of us know that there's some people in our business that deserve a raise and we go back and forth in our mind and say, well, I don't know if I can afford that. Or if I give them that raise, then that'll mean I make less on each job. Or, you know, if I give them that raise, maybe they won't work as hard, you know, and I'll be at the mercy of, you know, them taking their foot off the gas and not producing quality work. And then I don't get paid as much. So everything I just mentioned to you there is money driven motive. Now, mission driven motive is I'm going to give this person a raise because I want them to know that they're recognized and they're important. And ultimately, I want them to feel like they are getting something for the hard work that they have put into the company. They deserve it. And ultimately, mission-driven mentality is if that's if they if they are the type of person that after giving them the raise, 
they show me that they take their foot off the gas and that becomes, you know, they become demotivated, then we need to sit down and do an assessment with that person. Um, and ultimately, if it continues, then, you know, thankfully, I've, I, I, would able, I would be able to see that that is something that, you know, this person represents and maybe they're not a good fit for our company anyway. So mission driven, right? So I'm really big about giving raises. Um, it's more of an intuition to me. I don't really try to calculate it. Um, if I, I kind of go with my heart on it, you know, if I know that somebody's busting their butt, um, you know, I, I've done it many times where I've seen someone go above and beyond on a job site or, you know, just really just showcase that, you know, they are really trying. I'll pull them aside on that job and say, hey, man, you know, you're really showcasing to me that, you know, you really care about this opportunity. You deserve it. And I'm going to give you a raise today. And that's probably one of my absolute favorite things to do. Mission driven. I don't care about the money. Yes, I'm going to be a, a good steward of money. I'm going to obviously I'm very, very good at making sure that I know my costs. That gives me a little bit of confidence in being able to do that. I'm not saying that mission driven means that you have to be ignorant um, in terms of what your expenses are and in terms of what your costs are. And I get all that stuff. That's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying here is that we don't want the motive to be money driven in these areas first. If you just focus on mission driven mentality and everything that you do in your business, you're going to find resources that otherwise wouldn't be available to you to help you grow even further if everything that you did was money driven. I think that there's a lot of us out there who's, and I know that there's some of you out there that are listening to this that do not have a payroll system set up in your company. I just know it. Okay. And, and, and I get it. I know it's a little intimidating. I know that you may think it's expensive to set up employer taxes and set up workers comp and set up all those things. I get that. I understand it. I have coached enough people to know that this is a, a very sensitive topic for a lot of people, mostly because they're not they're not really uh, confident in it. And I've, I've offered multiple times to help a good amount of contractors really walk you through this. And, and if you're listening to this and you're having an issue, I would do the same for you. Just reach out to me. But essentially what it comes down to in, in, in this small um, group of people is that they don't want to spend the money on the payroll service itself. The, they're intimidated by having to pay more taxes, which are a legal requirement for a business that has employees. And they don't want to pay the workers comp, which is, again, a legal requirement in most states. And it's really like that's a money driven motive. And sometimes the, the money driven motive doesn't always have to mean something that you act on. It's in the same way. A money driven motive could be the decision not to act. That's a decision as well. So the decision that I had when I, you know, again, first started my business, I said, I get, again, I have to create a good foundation here, mission-driven. I, I, the money is, will come. I have to build the foundation first. So the mission-driven mentality for me was find a payroll company so my employees have more stability in their finances. You know, I want them to get a pay stub. I want them to get direct deposit. I want to be a company that does everything by the book in an industry that standards are so low that... I am going to attract great talent for this simple reason because I decided to implement a payroll structure and create stability in an area that is very, 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 very delicate and important. Um, I've heard stories of contractors writing checks and not, you know, keeping track of hours and, um, you know, and paying cash and all this stuff. And like, that's money driven. You know, you're trying to save money. You're trying to, 
either save money or you're trying to avoid paying money, which is, I guess, the same thing. But again, money, money driven motive, mission driven is I want to build this company with the mission that I want to create a great environment, great atmosphere. I want to create peace of mind in my employees. I don't want there to be a money conversation with my employees of, Hey, how many hours are you cut my hours? Or, you know, like, you know, what, you know, uh, I, I, it's just, it's just, that's just not how I wanted to grow my business. Okay. Next, you know, so we talked, we're, we're talking a lot about administrative, you know, in the same way we're talking about, you know, we'll go into hiring money driven mentality is quick hiring so you can get the next job done money driven all right mission driven is maybe even picking up the phone and postponing that job and saying that you know coming up with whatever excuse you have to come up with and taking your time with the hiring process because that's the foundation of your company remember all you are as a business is an accumulation of people coming together for the purpose of delivering the service product or end result. So if the people coming together aren't of good value, then your product service or end result will not be of good value. And the only way to decipher if an individual is of good value is to take your time and get to know them as best as you can and at least have a system in place. But a lot of us, you know, hire quickly, hire cheap, and ultimately we find ourselves in a position where we are working nine to 10 times harder than we would if we would have just went mission driven on that decision and ultimately hired somebody with care, with, you know, concern and ultimately took our time. Okay. So the money driven motive took over that decision to, again, we hired quickly, we were paying them cheap, you know, and we're trying to get that next job done when the mission driven mentality is, you know what, I may have to hang up the phone, or I mean, pick up the phone, call them, explain that there's been some sort of thing that came up and you need a little more time before that job starts or whatever you have to do, mission driven. Now, here's the reality of the situation. If you're following me on this, the mission driven mentality is way harder, <laughs> but ultimately the mission driven mentality is based off of you completing the mission and whatever that mission is should pull you to be able to do something like that. So my mission is to create an incredible painting experience. And not only that, provide stable, worthwhile employment that provides stability and gives my employees a place to come to work each day and, and showcase their craft and get better at what they do. And that's my mission, right? And more importantly, internally, I want to help them achieve different, you know, accomplishments as they work alongside me, whether it's, you know, going from an apartment to a house or, you know, getting themselves a new car, or maybe saving some money for their family. And like, just like that to me is, is mission driven. And if that's my mission, so I won't do anything to compromise that mission in terms of my decision-making. My decision-making is the only thing that can compromise my mission, right? So as I'm doing these business breakthroughs, I'm, I'm seeing a pattern and, you know, this is, this is like the hardest decision to make in, in our industry a lot is, is to say no to certain job types because again, you know, I have no problem saying no. We got three cabinet refinishing calls this week. I said no to each one. Okay. Mo money driven or mode or, or, you know, mission driven money driven is, you know, I got to figure out a way to do these cabinets. Like, you know, I got to figure out a way to, you know, to, to, to start serving these customers money driven mission driven. No, we don't do cabinets. We need to get perfect at house painting. Our two crews right now are not perfect yet. We're still growing. So why would I pull them from getting better 
at doing our core task just to to take on more money doing cabinets that I could otherwise be making if I just stuck with house painting, okay? And the alternative would be to hire a completely new team and have them do cabinet coding, right? But that's not what we specialize in. So then I would have to have that entire learning curve of cabinet coding that ultimately I know isn't going to be done to the standard of which it would it should be done with a shop, with the right equipment, with the right tools, like like mission driven. Now, now I'm making decisions. Yes, mission driven in 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 terms of business mostly, but let's talk about my personal life. Do I want that commitment? Do I want that on my plate just to make more money? No. So that's me personally. That's my mission is to be here for my family, is to have the freedom and the time that I work so hard for. Just, you know, so why would I compromise that just to satisfy, you know, a market who is in demand of a product that we don't offer? just to do it, just to make more money. That is that is money-driven decision-making. And if I did do that, it would take away my attention and focus and my systemization on house painting. Okay, so a lot of us have this issue where we just keep taking everything, you know, and, and we're not able to systemize. And in most cases, the decision is money-based motivation. Okay, so next time you have an opportunity to, you know, speak with a customer and they offer, uh, you know, they ask you to bid something that you're not familiar with, but you're thinking, you know, you, you have a decision to make. And what you really should do is, is this a money-driven decision I'm about to make? Or is this a mission-driven decision? You know, and when you do that, it's really going to help you you know, decipher, you know, what direction you're heading in. And more importantly, it's going to help you make better decisions that although yes, in the short run, you will not make as much money. That's the whole purpose of this. But in the long run, the intangibles of what you're building are going to eventually bring you the peace, the time, the systems, the structure, the standards, everything that I try to preach in here can be yours with this mission-driven decision-making mentality, okay? And it happens all day. I can sit here for the next hour and give you example after example after example. Every decision that you make in your business, whether, to, you know, here, here's another, here's one example I'll give you just how, how detailed this is. I mean, essentially, uh, the other day we were painting a realtor's house. We showed up late, okay? There was an issue with um, the the paint store. My project manager told him to go to the, a different paint store and that was across town. So they drove together. The two people went to go get the paint. So they were late. Uh, the, the guy that I had... Um, as a, a the foreman, the number four on the crew, um, he was there, but he was, you know, he's not really used to introducing himself to the customer. It's not his job. He's essentially um, a crew member. And my project manager, he was like coming from wherever he was coming from. And he didn't inform me that he had been traveling and whatever. Long story short, we were late by 17 minutes. Okay. And the customer um, texts me and says, Hey, are you still coming? And as a business owner, like you never want to get that text, even, you know, like it's just not our standard, especially if I had promised um, this customer that we would be exceptional. The promises that we make, I just did a, I just did a podcast on that are so important to me. So immediately I pick up the phone. I say, I'm so sorry. There was a little miscommunication of, you know, you know, where the paint was being picked up. Totally our fault. We will make up for it with exemplary, you know, um, workmanship and we're going to do a great job. So, you know, she was cool. She's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I just, you know, but e even if she wasn't upset to me, that's not our standard. So obviously I dealt with that in terms of reaching out to the project manager and making sure that, you know, this doesn't happen again. Um, so that was squared away as the day progressed. 
at the end of the day, she had sent me a picture that we left the hose outside. We left it uncoiled. So it kind of looked kind of messy. It was our hose. So it's like this ugly, you know, hose that has just some paint on it from us washing brushes um, frequently. That's a big suggestion of mine. Get your own hose. If you go to jobs, if you're in whatever you're doing, I think there's many trades that need a hose. Bring your own hose. It was something that we haven't done in the first year or two of our business, but the guys kept getting paint on the, uh, on the other hose. And it's not that we didn't clean it. It's just taking the time to sit there and clean someone's hose. It's a total waste of time. So if you're not doing that, bring a hose to the job. Um, so anyway, so we, they, the guys didn't coil up the hose and there was just like a piece of trash and like, you know, like she sent me a picture of that and it was like, you know, although, yeah, is that a big deal? Like, is that, does that have anything to do with the actual workmanship, which I know was, was great and flawless and, you know, that was great, but that's again, not the standard that was promised. So, you know, she then, you know, after calming her down and then getting with my project manager, unacceptable. So we had that, we had that coaching conversation of, you know, what's acceptable and what's not. And it was a mistake and like all that stuff that a business owner has to do continuously. It's, isn't that, you know, there is, uh, there is no such thing as a perfect manager. Things do happen. The foot gets taken off the gas a little bit, but the best managers are the ones that make up for it and say, it's my fault and I will make sure it doesn't happen again. And that's what happens. So we're cool. Everything's square, but I'm on the hook with this customer in a sense that this person now is, you know, the way I, I approached it with my manager and my supervisor, I said, look, we're down zero to two right now. Okay. We, we dropped the ball on getting there on time. And now, you know, even though this is small, even though you guys are wondering why I'm freaking out right now and, and it's just a hose, it's not just a hose. You have to understand that there is competition out here that she could have hired way cheaper than us. And I put my word on the line and said that we would provide her an exceptional experience. And that hose uncoiled outside of the house with a uh, paint shadow around it from, from cleaning out our brushes is unacceptable. It's not our standard and it was missed. So let's admit that we missed it. Let's move forward. But now we're 0-2. Okay, so now we have to overcompensate big time to restore her faith in us, regardless of the workmanship. And that was one of the things that our one of my managers said, well, 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 she didn't say anything about the work. And I said, that's great, but we're expected to do great work. The experience is everything we do outside of that work, <laughs> everything that we do, how we act and how we, how we clean up. And like, that is what makes us us. That is what gives us 300 plus five-star reviews across all channels is that level of care. Okay. Remember, we're expected to do a good job. You don't buy a car from a, a brand new car from a car dealership and expect it not to run. I mean, that's the expectation, but how you're treated at the car dealership is exactly what gives you the incentive to refer somebody or go back to that dealership. So that's, that's how we operate, right? So I kind of had to overcome that mentality of, well, what about the paint job? Well, it wasn't just the paint job. Okay. It was the experience, right? So moving forward, her daughter had wanted a different color in the room. Um, that she had initially different than what she had initially told us it was. Okay. So it was about three gallons of paint. Okay. And when she texted me after her and I went back and forth and I apologized, I said it wouldn't happen again. She's like, so my daughter, she saw the color in our room. She likes the color in our room and she wants, um, she wants a new color. Is it too late to change it? And, you know, initially not really thinking, you know, just, just kind of like being an, giving her an honest answer. Hey, yeah, actually we already purchased that paint. 
And, um, you know, it, you know, one thing I'll do is just, you know, it's 90 bucks, you know, it's three gallons of paint. We won't charge it. You know, I mean, you know, any more than that, just what we paid for it. Um, and then we'll just swap it out. And then I sent that. And then I said, wait, was that a money driven response or was that a mission driven response? Right. Cause initially, you know, as a business owner, you're trained to think costs and, you know, and, and maximizing, I was like, was that, was that money driven or was that mission driven? So before she can even respond, and I think I want to read this to you. I'm, I'm just going to pull it up real quick. I'll see if I can grab it while I'm, while I'm recording here. Um, you know, and, and that's the thing. And, and even in just, even just a small situation like this guys, you know, I mean, it's mission driven or money driven. And I said, yeah, here it is. I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. I said, this is before she even responded. I said, you know what, for being late today and for our little issue left outside, I'll make the change for you at no charge. You can keep the additional paint and give it to one of your homeowners as a gift. And then she said, oh, thank you. Very nice of you. Right. So so that was a mission driven response. The mission is, yes, I want to obviously I want to overcompensate here, but, you know, forget the money right now. Forget. I don't even care if I make any money on this job. Mission driven. This is a realtor. I had given her my word on exceptional craftsmanship and an exceptional experience. I dropped the ball on this one job. I don't care about the profit on this one job. I care about the mission. So it's a learning experience for my guys. And I was able to kind of give her something, you know, and, and make her feel as though, wow, this company really does care mission driven. And real quick, let me, let me finish this off by saying, can your customers feel that you are money driven or mission driven? Absolutely. 100%. Can your employees feel if you are money driven or mission driven? Absolutely. 100%. So my suggestion to you is think about it, what, what it would be like to work for a business owner who was mission driven in terms of the way that they conduct business, where you know that they don't care about money in a sense that they, they penalize you with it. They make you feel like it's scarce or mission driven, where if you make a mistake, you know, I, I, I want to go back real quick because Maybe if you heard that scenario, you know of somebody that would say to the to the project manager, hey, I just had to give $90 of paint away to this customer. You guys are going to pay that. Like that's a money-driven decision by a money-driven business owner, right? Me, I'm eating the cost. It's my fault. Everything is my fault in my business. Everything. It doesn't matter what happens. It's my fault. Whether I put that person in that position or I hired them. I'm the reason they are there and anything that happens within that job is my fault. There's, you should never, ever penalize anyone in terms of money unless you are money driven in your decision making. Mission driven. I'm going to use this as an example to teach. I'm going to use this as an example to grow. I'm going to give the customer $90 worth of paint. It could have been five gallons of paint. I would have done it. I don't care. I don't care about making money on this job. Mission driven because we're going to get better from it. And ultimately, I was able to go up one on her. Maybe we're three, maybe we're up three to two. Okay. We always start the game, you know, zero to one in most cases, you know, but in this case, you know, I'm just giving you an example of, 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 you know, the mindset going in, um, you know, just as contractors, you're, you're zero to one. Um, but I think we're, we're in the lead here and we want to, and the goal is to win over every customer. Um, so again, I just wanted to give you guys kind of like a more detailed situation scenario so you could see how, how important money driven decisions and mission-driven decisions, and how important it is to decipher between the two. Now, yes, are money, you know, is there a place for money-driven decisions? Absolutely. 
Okay. So it's your job to have discernment on what type, you know, on, on the, which type that you're going to follow through with when it comes time to make that decision. So I hope this was of any value to you. I know it was kind of a deep topic, but decision-making is your job. You're a business owner. And if you don't have a premise of, you know, at least narrowing down the two types of decisions, then, you know, you don't know where to aim. Um, and a lot of us have great intentions. So my, my, my thing is any decision you make today, ask yourself, is this a money driven decision or is this a, is this a mission driven decision? Um, and it should really help you get better at making good decisions in your business. All right. So thank you guys. I very much appreciate you listening to this. I hope you have a great day. Hope you get after it. If you're interested, I would love to chat with you if you want to do a free business breakthrough session. It's free, 100%. All that we ask is that you allow us to put it on uh, the podcast here and uh, I can uh, cut some clips for Instagram uh, to help other people who are going through the same thing as you. So uh, think of it that way is that even if you're going through it, there's a 99.9% chance someone else is as well who may not know me or may not reach out to me, um, you know, and they may come across uh, kind of the advice I'm giving you and it could help them in their business. So uh, don't be shy, you know, reach out to me, be happy to help you. All right. Thanks so much, guys. You have a great day. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at Contractor Coach, and I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you. So please reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email. Find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business to help you get to that next level. And, and one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.